Rex is not here today, and you're stuck with just me. Now, before you get all sad, I did bring a guest star uh, along, and his name is Dr. Algernon. Dr. Algernon, would you like to say hello? Oh, I most certainly would. My name is Dr. Algernon, and I am from the University of Cambridge. Came all the way across the sea just to talk on CPR. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Algernon. And yeah, we're done. <laughs> You're listening to CPR, your source for not all but some things, comedy, politics, and religion. My name is Rex. And my name is Confused because I had no idea what you just said. (laughs) All right, Confused, how was your week? All right, so I am Josh, by the way, and (laughs) I had... um, I had an interesting week. It's actually been like two weeks since we've had our last podcast. It has. Podcast. Consistency, guys. Consistency. Yeah. So um, in that time, I got a haircut. And doesn't it look great, It Rex? looks fabulous, Josh. All right. So you know the normal source for haircuts would probably go down to your local supercuts or barbershop, wherever you go to get a nice orderly haircut where they know where what they're doing. Naturally. Um, <laughs> no. That's not my case. No. So um, I'm going to poke fun at uh, some people a little bit, and they're okay with it, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, so <laughs> to save um, money, because, you know, everybody knows that you don't need to pay $18 for somebody to cut your hair. My mother cuts my hair, mm-hmm. and which is an overall... I'd like to say uh, amusing experience. Oh, boy. <laughs> amusing, that is, for somebody who's not getting their hair cut at yes. the time. It's constantly uh, filled with uh, things, ex- exclamations from my mother saying, Oh, <laughs> I wish I knew how to do ears. Oh, <laughs> I wish I knew how to do sideburns. Oh, mess that one up. Oh, no. <laughs> Oops, dropped my comb. That's reassuring. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm like, is there anything else you could say <laughs> during this time is it was not very comforting At to be in that barber <laughs> uh oh boy there were some points during the course of my haircut that i figured i might be at the end oh, yeah. what do you think is the worst thing you could hear while getting your haircut um man <laughs> i wish i would have watched a video on haircutting. <laughs> I did hear that one. Oh boy. Um, which it kind of made me think. It was like, oh, haircuts. And like, speaking of haircuts, like one time when I was little, I like took a big chunk of my uh, my hair and just clipped it you off. You did that too? Uh-huh. And so I had like a big like V-shape haircut <laughs> for a good solid couple weeks. I don't it, know if I've told you this before, but I did the same thing. <gasps> um, Whoa. But I was about 11 years old and I cut it from oh. like the back of my head. Um, and instead of putting the hair in the trash, like a normal human being, um, I like stuck it under like a ledge in the counter of our kitchen. Um, and so my mom found it and thought we had rats nesting in our apartment. (laughs) Ooh, (laughs) wait, 11. Yeah. I was 11 years old and I had a pair of scissors and nothing to do. And so Ooh, I a cut dangerous off a chunk of my hair, and I was just like, "Here, let's put it there." Uh, no thought involved in this, just hair, you know. <laughs> At least I was like six when I cut my hair. Come on, Rex, eleven. You should have known better. I should have, but 
why would I? Well, what happened in your week? Oh boy, the classic answer of not that much, honestly. Just work and my program, although there were some things of a celebratory nature as well. Oh yes, my birthday. Josh's birthday. Everybody wish him a happy birthday. Yes, too I bad. expect You're all too late. everybody to send me a billion dollars in birthday gifts via email. Not total, a billion dollars each. Yes. Um, and you all owe him extra because you're late yeah um, there's a late fee no one else has given josh a late birthday present <laughs> <laughs> yeah <Okay>. well <clears throat> i guess that that's what happened in my week is uh after moving to our new place i haven't changed or i hadn't changed the default shipping address on my ebay account and so uh the gift that i ordered for josh went to the wrong address and now i need to get in contact with the person that now lives there to see if i can get my packages that i ordered i have a feeling that rex is just kind of making up this story just to cover <laughs> for the fact that he didn't want to get me anything i did i spent good money on you josh oh at least it wasn't <laughs> bad money okay well to look forward to in this podcast uh we have um there's this city known as seattle which has descended into chaos we'll talk about that coming up and then there's a big push to make the district of columbia the 51st state what does that mean and why is that happening and why is it not puerto rico um that's an interesting (laughs) question all right so talking about seattle um recently the um the city council has defunded, uh, has succumbed to the calls to defund the police. So they have by $4 million and they're cutting 100 officers by the end of 2020. Just as a clarification, this is not a complete defunding. It's just a budget cut, essentially, uh, a, on a large scale. A super. So I think this accounts for about 50% of the okay. Seattle Police Department. Got I'm it. not 100% on that. But, um, so it's not complete removal of the police, which is good, but it's a step in, I would say, the wrong direction, um, which is really concerning. This whole idea of when did uh, defunding the police become so mainstream that some cities are starting to do it, uh, be it um, wholeheartedly. Fortunately, no one has done that yet, but um, I believe, right? Uh, not as far yeah, as yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, you made a face and made me doubt myself. No, I, I just, I'm just making faces at you while you discuss a serious topic. So. Rex, <laughs> um, when did this idea become so mainstream that city council members, like uh, enough of them, are voting to cut the police by such a large amount? What do you think? I, I think it's especially with the the recent uh, tension in our, especially in our country. But with the whole the whole situation with the awful situation with George Floyd and all of the um, the protests and the thing, the riots as well and the things that have happened um, just over the past few months ha- have caused a lot of people to have just an absolute hatred of the police. Uh, I personally am definitely in support of some defunding of the police. Um, obviously, I don't think my standard uh, anarcho-capitalist viewpoint is going to be a realistic outcome right now, but I definitely think there is some wasted funding going to the police and plenty of other areas of the government. So I think an overall budget cut for government departments is an important thing, um, but I can see how a, such a rapid 
budget cut could cause problems for health and safety so yeah i'm on the other hand i'm thinking that especially with things that are going around now with all these riots in a lot of the big cities like uh portland and in seattle uh where they've had uh constant uh protests that have turned violent into riots for about 80 some days now uh, when this podcast will be released so okay. depending on when our audience choose to chooses to listen uh 80 some days so that's a long time for all all this violence to be going down so uh in seattle specifically the a lot of businesses are boarded up starbucks um actually one of the most arguably liberal companies in america mm-hmm. uh, based in seattle is completely boarded up so this is um and unfortunately it's not even about george floyd anymore mm-hmm. uh it's like if you're protesting against uh, about the death of george floyd you're not gonna say oh all police are bad therefore they should be defunded it's there's a complete uh I, I would say a uh, jump in logic where you say, oh, there was this one person that did a bad thing, a really bad thing, but um, nonetheless, it was this one person or the four cops, whatever you're saying. And then you make the jump saying all of this group is bad, which is basically, um, this is what the left does a lot. And they group people into categories. Uh, saying all police are bad, all African Americans don't have equal uh, opportunity for the American dream, all minorities don't have opportunity for the American dream, and this, this, this. I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot, but good. Uh, this idea of grouping people into categories based on one aspect of who they are or their character or where they're from, instead of um, knowing them individually, is what I think is uh, a really bad thing with this liberal group thing. What do you Absolutely. think? I think uh, one of the biggest problems is it's not necessarily, it's not about George Floyd anymore. And I think there is a deeper issue that needs to be discussed, but not necessarily in the way that it is being discussed right now. Um, there are plenty of good police officers out there. I, I think that, uh, I know a few amazing, incredible human beings who are police officers, but the there are plenty of bad police officers out there too. There are horrible, awful people uh, in all areas of the world. There, are, it's not a an issue of all police are bad. It's all human people have some inherently bad things in them, and the problem with it the problem that people are noticing with police is not that they're police, but that police are given a lot of power that I don't necessarily think they should have. Um, and so it's learning to a keep the, keep a rein on all areas of the government so that they don't overstep to the bounds, uh, of their power and B teaching, uh, especially like, police officers how to keep their power under control um and i think that's an important thing in every area but particularly this one because people are not realizing that this this problem is not limited to bad police officers there are bad people all over the world but the issue comes out when bad people are given an abundance of power 
Yeah. Um, and I think it breaks down, we can break it down to the fundamental aspect that the police are meant to keep us safe, right? And uh, when, uh, like, a rogue police officer does not fulfill his duty to keep people safe, then people get upset about that. Mm-hmm. But some of the um, uh, some of the other I- uh, ideas that have been proposed in... Um, in uh, to replace the police, that's what I'm saying. Um, so instead of Rex's free market solution, I'm, they're pretty uh, ludicrous ideas. Um, so social workers instead of police officers. Um, so basically these counselors are going to walk into violent situations and say, oh, hey, guys, we should all get along. Please don't point that gun at me. Uh, this is This is some of the... Uh, idiotic, I'm sorry, um, viewpoints that are be- being thrown around by a lot of these city council members in these huge cities, which I can't see how that would possibly work in anybody's mind. Like, <laughs> it, Rex, explain this to me. How would that? I, I think they're thinking more nonviolent situations, um, but I think I don't know that it's necessarily as realistic as they would like to think they're trying to appeal uh or not appeal uh, appease everyone and they just don't know how to do it because they're politicians and they're not trained i oh boy we can get into so much on this politicians are not experts on every fact of life and people expect them to be and know everything to do in every policy situation and know how to fix every problem and they don't know how to do it and Oh, it bugs me when people are like, oh, but what if the government just did this? Don't let the government do it. Do it yourself, people. I could, yeah. <laughs> Rex and I, on the other hand, know absolutely everything. That's why you come to us for advice and <laughs> to answer all your questions. All yeah. right. Um, <laughs> well, before Rex gets any more worked up, I guess maybe we should move on to our next topic. Oh, you think? yes. That's a good idea. <laughs> I wouldn't want to say anything I would have to edit out. <laughs> Man, Rex was about to, anyway, explode over here. Um, all right, so there's a big push in the D.C. area to um, make the District of Columbia the 51st state. Now, I'm at first just initially opposed to this idea just because it knocks off the symmetry of 50 states. Come mm-hmm. on, people. 50 is like... The perfect number. Yeah, but where would we put that extra star, Josh? I know. It would have to go like in the middle somewhere. In the middle. Just on top of another star. And then that would be dangerously close to the Cuban flag. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Um Oh wait, no. I'm trying to imagine okay. Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um so uh the the historically speaking the district of columbia was created for uh, to be a seat for the federal government so that not one state would say oh i house the federal government i become more powerful etc cetera, etc cetera. um so there's that side of the argument there's another side of the argument which is kind of appealing in mm-hmm. one aspect is they're saying taxation without representation which um, that's understandable. That yeah. is very understandable. Saying they don't have a voice in government, they they still vote, but they don't have uh, their own senators, is what mm-hmm. they're saying. Which 
is partly understandable, but also you have to keep in mind that the District of Columbia is predominantly liberal. It has voted, I, I guess, from since the 70s for liberals, I think, 80% of the time. And a lot of conservatives are saying that it is a kind of a power grab by... With, with election stuff, just out of curiosity, when people in D.C. vote, do, does it just go towards whatever state they're technically residing in like virginia uh, or maryland or uh you mean like for the electoral college or do, yeah because does dc have its own electoral votes or uh, i i believe so let me um interesting here pause this and i'll get my pause thinking. all right so i looked this up in my handy dandy pocket constitution Indeed. uh it's amendment 23 uh that the district of columbia does have uh it does have electoral college votes, but so they they do have uh, the voice in the presidency. Okay. What they don't have is the voice in Congress. So, um, mm -hmm. but that would add two additional Senate seats. What opponents of uh, making the district uh, a state are saying is that they should uh, cede the land back to Maryland which ceded the land in the first place that they and then they would vote for those senators instead of voting and instead of getting new ones of their own mm -hmm. and they're not willing to do that which hmm. makes it really look like that that's not what they're actually interested in yeah that they're interested more in upsetting the balance of power um so <laughs> they would call it they wanted to call it the Washington Douglas uh commonwealth so, in reference to George Washington and the famous abolitionist, Douglas. Frederick Douglas. Frederick Douglas. I have not read his book, but I've heard it is excellent. Um, so, they're, that's what they're wanting to call it. I don't see, like, it doesn't seem to have the same ring as, like, all these other states do. That would be three words. Too many, if you ask me. I mean, a lot of states um, ha are abbreviated... If I'm not mistaken, I feel like there were some states have longer names than we usually give them. Oh, really? Interesting. Or maybe I'm just thinking of like the Republic of Texas, which is not a state. <laughs> <laughs> but we could just call it um, Douglas for short. <laughs> have you been to Douglas recently? I live in Douglas. <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's leave it there. And oh, if yes. you live in Douglas or the future Douglas. Or would like to live in Douglas. Uh, make sure you send us a question at uh, rexandjoshcpr at gmail.com or at rexandjoshcpr on Twitter and Instagram. Yep, absolutely. And if you don't live in Douglas or don't want to live in Douglas, then send us a question as well or if you have a cooler name for douglas send that in and like let us doug know. yes we could <laughs> just north carolina texas california washington oregon maine doug <laughs> oh, but my favorite state <laughs> i live in the capital of the united states doug <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> there's so many things that we could do on that. All right, well let's let's save our audience and. Oh boy. So what surprise do you have for right. in store um, for us, Rex? This was uh, sent in 
by a very well-known intelligent person um my mom and uh oh, yes. it's super a, famous it's an article relating to actually our local area Whoa. um i'll just read you the the headline just to give you a taste um flying dinosaur sightings are on the rise in north carolina Ooh, this is as this of is uh, August 9th, so two days ago. Oh, man. North Carolina has long been home to legends of Bigfoot, the Lake Norman monster, and lizard men, but recently there's been a growing belief of modern pterosaurs living in North Carolina. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I mean, like, why, why not? Cryptozoologist Jonathan Whitcomb, author of books like Modern Pterosaurs and Beat That Kid in Chess, recently... <laughs> Recently published an article about the creatures, including new pterodactyl sightings in North Carolina. He commented, My associates and I believe that these are non-extinct pterosaurs, what many persons would call pterodactyls or flying dinosaurs. I would hope they aren't extinct. I mean... If they're seeing them. Yeah. <laughs> or there's a little bit more going on than has been... Uh, has been mentioned. Cynthia Lee, who has been studying to become a veterinary technician, reported to Whitcomb an apparent pterosaur that she saw on Thursday, January 4th in Raleigh. She was sure that the flying creature had no feathers, but it did have a long tail with a diamond-shaped bulb at the end of the tail. It also had a head crest. Huh. So, I I don't know. Oh man, they saw me. <laughs> that was you. Oh my goodness. Yes. But there are like they have Three examples right here. Uh, in Charlotte, a man and his cousin saw uh, something bringing to mind the word dragon, uh, and it looked like something from a Jurassic Park movie. <laughs> a guy, uh, a lady in Asheville saw a huge black-winged creature fly very low over her car. A raven. It had no feathers but sharp edges to its features. <laughs> and then in Jacksonville, an eyewitness saw something huge in the sky. It looked like a pale greenish white and smooth-skinned. Uh, it didn't appear to have feathers, and it had a tail with the diamond shape on the end. Oh, they saw me again. Man, Josh, these people are just seeing you everywhere. And apparently North, North Carolina is considered by many cryptozoologists to be one of Americans' seven pterosaur hotspot states. <laughs> <laughs> it, among, uh, among the other hotspot states are Virginia, Georgia, Texas, California, uh, Utah and Hawaii and Doug <laughs> and Doug of course I mean Virginia so very likely that oh yes Doug has some uh, some pterosaurs but I that's about it for the article but like what do you <laughs> what do you think is going on with these people that they're seeing pterosaurs all over the state um this this, this is very interesting I think there might be a greater thing at work no um, maybe. <laughs> something in like powder form or <laughs> that is entirely likely um but then there's the off chance that we are being invaded by aliens oh boy and yes. that have assumed the shape of pterosaurs my goodness we need to call will smith oh my goodness what do we do rex call will smith oh i know you won't get that reference but yeah because for, for i'm our... lame no you're not lame but uh for our listeners that are into sky fies Maybe they will understand. All right, Josh. Do you have anything else? Um, I don't know. Like, what would we do in case of an alien invasion? What would you do, Rex? I think that I, I would move to another country. Because if you notice, in a lot of alien invasion movies, uh, the aliens kind of treat the U.S. like it's the entire world. 
And so mm. we are here to invade your world. Take us to the leader of the world. And they give him like the US president. And so I figure I can just move to like Europe or Asia or something. And I will be perfectly fine uh, away from the aliens because mm. they're just going to invade the US. You should move somewhere small like Luxembourg or the Principality of Sealand. Or Doug. <laughs> or Doug. <laughs> the feeling that's where the leaders would be. But Oh, that's a good point. I could move to the... To Vatican City, oh, small and tiny one. and enclosed. Except they wouldn't let you in. That's entirely fair. I wouldn't let me into Vatican City either. <laughs> All right. So we have a question. We have from... two peer oh, questions. We have two peer questions. Excellent. Would you like to read one of them and I can read the other? Sure. I'll read one of them. All right. So this um, is from Zachary in Oklahoma. It reads, this is an official question that is to be answered on your podcast. I didn't know if we, even know we could have official questions. I know. I, yeah. They're always unofficial, I thought. But yeah. okay, this is official, guys. Oh, yeah. So you should uh, sit up straight Strap in your Strap yourselves in. Stop mm -hmm. what you're doing. Be you're, better put on a tie. If you're driving, pull over, park somewhere, and just focus your mind. Mm -hmm. I'm asking for a friend, Zachary says. <laughs> so you see, I've got this, uh, I mean, my friend has th got this issue. Well, it's not really an issue, more like hardships with his left hand. One could say that he has a toe that was sewed onto his hand as a finger after the unmentionable glove factory accident of 18. At first... Of 18 what? Probably 2018. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's weird referring to years as... <laughs> At first, uh, it wasn't so much of a problem until I, he, he tried to become a county judge. Every time he would try to get into the building with a thumb scan device, he was rebuffed because oh his toe print is not the same as his thumb print. Oh my goodness, the horror. So I guess my question for my friend would be, what is your opinion on the necessity of thumb print scanning for political offices? Mm, interesting question. Would you like to take a crack at this, or should I? All right, so I believe that we should definitely um, institute uh, for, so we have inclusivity. We should have every uh, office equipped with a toe print scanner for those who are unfortunate not to have uh, thumbs. What do you think, Rex? Interesting. If I, if I wanted to be really edgy, I would say that I just don't think people with toe thumbs deserve rights, but uh, I, I'm not wow. that kind of person. Uh, I believe that, I, I agree with you, Josh, that we should be inclusive. Um, and so I recommend you get what pretty much every other business that uses uh, scanning technology, which is a fingerprint scanner. It can scan any of your fingers, including thumbs. So people that want to use their thumbs can, or you can use your pointer finger or maybe your elbow. But, but here's a question. What if all of your fingers were replaced by toes? Then... Uh, an eye scanner would be a great second option. Oh, okay. Interesting. If you are a formless blob with no eyes and no fingers, I have no solutions for you. Hmm. Although that sounds like you might be able to phase through the doors anyway and wouldn't have a problem there. It's the alien invasion we were talking about. <laughs> oh, All the formless blobs in government. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, I forgot to read this last part of the question. On a different note, Zachary says, he also had to break his bad... Uh, habit of sucking his thumb at night all right uh, no thank you <laughs> um i'm actually sad i read that um, I, i'm kind of sad that 
that's going to go in the podcast. But uh, thanks, Zachary, for the laugh. Yes, indeed. Thank you, Zachary. And I hope your uh, you are, your friend, I mean, um, is able to uh, is able to find a solution. Yes. And uh, we have a question from Lily who says, uh, "If you could only see one color for the rest of your life, what would it be?" Oh, that is a great question, isn't it? So you want to take this one first, Rex? I think that's a, a really difficult question. I would probably have to, and I, I don't know if it's like a specific shade or how advanced we're getting with this, because there's a lot of different shades of colors. So like if I picked red, would I be able to see all red or just a really specific shade of red? Or, mm. But I would probably pick something in the yellow to orange to red to pink, somewhere in that spectrum. Rex, so you I just could, picked four colors. Are I, you kidding so, me, I, man? I'm not sure exactly where I would pick, um, but somewhere in that spectrum so I could enjoy sunsets to the maximum. Seriously. So basically you just said, oh, this half of the color wheel, I'd pick something from that. I, I would pick somewhere in there, I don't know, probably like a, a, a halfway between pink and orange because that's a color. What's your favorite color? Halfway between pink and orange. I mean, it's a color. We don't necessarily have a name for it, but... Okay. I'd probably pick grayscale just because... I, I think the question is you'd already be... See, you'd see in black and white, and you oh, get one color that you get to see. Mm, that, that's a that's the question. rule that I made up for this question. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'd say green, because otherwise it would be really hard to drive and to be able to know what light would... So, like, you can assume that the top one's going to be red, but how do you know if it, the bottom one's green or yellow because sometimes they don't have a green one that's just yellow so i would say green when have you seen a red and yellow light traffic light where i'm driving around i've never seen that before rex you <laughs> must not get around except Apparently not except i'm the one of us with our license <laughs> <laughs> josh is just more light cultured in uh traffic lights oh, than oh, I, am. I, re I remember i saw it on my trip to doug that's that's where it was oh well i'm never going to doug so that wouldn't be a problem for me all right well um i'd still pick green because then i'd be able to see the grass and yeah that's about all i can <laughs> uh, money money yes because grass and money <laughs> um, josh's two favorite things let's move on <laughs> I don't think we have anywhere to move on to. Oh, I guess, um, well, that, that, that about wraps it up for this, this time. It <laughs> certainly does. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to send in questions if you have them, too. Um, oh, yes. Uh, Rex and Josh CPR at gmail.com. Or at Rex and Josh CPR on Twitter and Instagram. All right. So this has been a secret uh, broadcast from some undisclosed location, maybe or maybe not in the principality known as Doug or Commonwealth Doug. known yes. as Doug. All Signing right. off for now. Make sure to wear your tinfoil hats the rest of the week. We'll see you later. Uh, sure. Uh, I'm Josh. Hey. And I am also Rex. Goodbye. Also. What? Also. Anyway, bye. Bye. <laughs>